you for calling Springfield Little Theater box office. This is Natalie speaking. How may I help you? Springfield Little Theater, which is located in the heart of downtown, has been delighting local audiences for over a hundred years. Each year, they plan a season of eight shows, which will showcase performers from all around the Ozarks. I sat down with Executive Director Beth Doman to discuss the rigorous planning that it took to plan their upcoming season. Basically, you want to start off with a big bang. You need, you need bookends. So you want to start off with something that's really grabby and something hopefully that'll end the season really, really strong. So you have to look at that. You have to look at how long do we have to build something? And you want to have a little something for everybody. We generally, well, like I've already started for the next season. And so a lot of times I'm kind of waiting for new shows that are coming down the pike. I really like to get those. Like I've already booked the first season, the first show for the next season. I know. It's good. That's all I can tell you. That's that's kind of what we do. That's how we do it. But it takes takes a couple months. And just to get the calendar, oh, it, it's... It's not an easy process. It's a lot more complicated than you'd think, really. Next, I talked with Jeff Hammock, a local businessman who is both an underwriter for shows and the president of the Springfield Little Theater Board of Directors. I have been an underwriter for, I believe, going on my sixth or seventh year now. When you're underwriting a show at the Springfield Little Theater, I'm giving a cash contribution to help offset the cost of acquiring the rights produce the show in Springfield. They'll come to you with a with a listing of the season and you can talk to them about the shows and um, kind of take your show from there. Each year we try and develop a season of 12 balance giving shows for families, some big musicals as well as some straight plays that are sort of non-musical to bring as much art as we can to the area. We also try and view our shows as a package for the entire year kind of building on each other. Finally, I talked to Central High School freshman Sophia Birmingham. She is an avid member of the Springfield Little Theater community as she is both a member of the Yes performing troupe and has been in many of their shows. I am super excited for this year's season. I'm personally excited to see Newsies, which opens, uh, I think, in two or three weeks. It opens in September and closes in October, but it's going to be a really great show. And Lorianne Dunn is directing it with Beth Doman, so it's going to be really fun. I'm just excited for the season overall. Springfield Theater's awesome. Join. <laughs> For Brick and Glass, this has been Abby Weiler reporting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first edition of the Brick and Glass podcast. My name is Sai Buddha, and I'll be doing a film review today. Right. We've been dating for over a year now, and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend. What about us taking an adventure east? Like Queens? Singapore. Colin's wedding. Don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, they change the subject. Maybe his parents are poor, and he has to send them money. Just take a bag and get you checked into first class. Can't afford this. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. So if you haven't guessed it already, I'll be reviewing Crazy Rich Asians, a film by John Chu based off a book written by Kevin Kwan. So I've seen the movie and read the book, so I would say I have a pretty all great grasp on the plot. So here's a quick overview. Crazy Rich Asians is a film essentially about the high-class society of three Chinese family living, living in Singapore. So the film is centered around Rachel and Nick, and Nick is the son of the richest family in Singapore. 
And the film basically follows um, Rachel meeting Nick's family and their reactions. Now, there are a few elements of the films which I thought were the most notable. The first being that of Chinese history. We see elements of it in the film, but most mostly in the book. We get a glimpse into communist China, and there are going to be a few spoilers, so just a fair warning. So, basically, Rachel's mom grows up in communist China, and this is around the 70s and 80s, and we see how growing up in that environment shapes Rachel's mom as a mother and a person. She's fluid and progressive and has a very accepting relationship with Rachel. And it's interesting to see the parallels between her youth and her adulthood because they basically contradict each other. She grew up in a super restrictive environment and the story follows her as a young girl where it was difficult for her to go to college and school. So it follows her going down a destructive path and eloping and eventually having Rachel. And it shows a society where there were gender barriers and, and women weren't necessarily held to the same standards as men. And it's interesting to see how, how it, again, shapes Rachel's mom and in turn shapes Rachel as a daughter and as a girlfriend to Nick. Um, and going more into communist China, we see a society where power is equivalent to social class. And we see how wealth corrupts many of uh, the families that Rachel's mom was associated with. Uh, and again, that just builds her character and Rachel's character and eventually Rachel's, um, Rachel's interaction with, with Nick and his family. And it's super cool that we get to learn about this in, in mainly the book, but also a little bit in the movie, because we don't necessarily learn a lot about Chinese history in our day-to-day -day classes. I know that I didn't necessarily learn that in world history sophomore year, and it's a super great learning opportunity. Now, next, I wanted to talk about the honest truth of a class struggle that the movie really exemplifies. So, Rachel and Nick are professors at NYU, and they're not necessarily struggling, but they're definitely not wealthy because, you know, they're still paying off student loans. They're very young. And, of course, Nick's family is extremely wealthy, so Nick kind of has the opportunity to put on an illusion, to be somebody else that Rachel does not know about until, of course, she meets his family. And when she does, we see a very awkward collision whenever the two worlds collide. Nick's family attempt to not be rude, but, you know, fail, because they're just so uncomfortably, uncomfortably polite when they see Rachel. And they just have that feeling that Rachel is inferior to them. And in this moment, I think that the audience can really feel for Rachel because she's in such an uncomfortable situation. And it's so overwhelming to be surrounded by that amount of wealth. And the story basically follows that, you know, Nick's family doesn't accept her and they don't have respect for her. And we can kind of put ourselves into Rachel's shoes. I'm sure all of us have been in a situation where 
we don't feel like we're good enough and Rachel's character really expresses that and, and, and she really shows the audience what, what it feels like to feel small. And at the same time, I'm sure we can also relate to Nick's family because they have generations after generations of, of wealth. They, in the film and the book, they call, they're called richer than God. So we know that, you know, this has been their lifestyle for as long as any of them can remember because they've always been extremely wealthy. And they just have a very traditional mindset. So the audience can also relate to them in, in ways that, you know, we don't necessarily want to deter from what we're most comfortable with. We want to stay in our little bubble, which I think is what Nick's family wants to do as well. And we can see how certain levels of wealth may cloud our perceptions around us or certain levels of anything can cloud our perception. And we can, we can really relate to both sides of the story here. Maybe not in the same way, but it's, it can be, I think it's universally applicable, applicable to many, um, many scenarios. Next, I wanted to talk about why this movie was so successful. And I think it's Asian representation. We have so many great actors and actresses such as Constant Wu, Aquafina, Henry Golding, Michael Tao, and it's so incredible to see so many wonderful and talented people in a film together. And the director, John Chu, actually turned down a huge Netflix deal and instead made it into an actual movie. He didn't do it for the money, but in the end, it did become incredibly successful. It, what he really wanted to do was for the film to go down in history, which I think it does. Because, you know, we've never seen a movie where all, a live action movie at least, where all of the characters were Asian. And it's just so nice to see that kind of representation in film, and it's super near and dear to my heart. But I'm, I'm not East Asian, I am South Asian. But it's, it's so nice to see a variety in film. It shows big names and companies in Hollywood that POC actors and actresses can do just as well and bring an audience as actors and actresses that are more commonly used in film. It's super inspiring and honestly it's, it's, it brings a great message to, to, uh, to Asian kids because you know it alleviates that sort of standard that Asians only play stereotypical roles in film and I think this film really goes away from that message and it shows that Asian actors can do anything and everything that the majority of actors can do as well. So this is, um, Crazy Rich Asians is actually a trilogy and I'm really looking forward to reading the next two books and watching the next two films and I highly suggest you watch it and read the book if you haven't already. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Buddha. And I'm Abby Weiler. And welcome to our first game show. Today we have Alex, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> Axel. We have Axel. Axel, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Axel. 
<laughs> what grade are you in, Axel? I'm a senior. <laughs> How many years have you been going to Central? Four. 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 Great. Yeah. And we have Haley. Hi. <laughs> Haley. <laughs> How many years have you been going to Central? Almost six. Wow. And now we have Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy. <laughs> How many years have you been going to Central? This is my third year. Great. Okay. So we have everybody here, and we're going to be doing a game show. See, um, Central Trivia Edition. All right. So we have three buzzers in front of them. All of them have chosen the buzzer that they would like to use. And um, whoever hits the buzzer first will answer the question. And if they get it wrong, somebody else will get to answer. All right, so the first question is, when was the construction of Central High School completed? <laughs> well. <laughs> Come on, you guys, you know guess. this. Let's make, let's you can take. guess, go ahead, guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, guess. 1890. Very close. Oh. Yes, Axel. 1891. No. Okay. Pretty close, though. 1892. Getting closer. <laughs> Can we keep going? 1895. <laughs> no. Yes. 1894? Oh, my God. Close. <laughs> 1893. Yay! Yay! The first point goes to Axel Duran for 1893. Yes. Our next question is what is the name of the Central Bulldog mascot? Pug. Yes, good job, <laughs> Axel. Axel is now in the lead with two points. All right. Oh, wait, should I say, like, the options? Yeah. Oh, oh, oops, okay. There's options? Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's okay. multiple choice. <laughs> this is a multiple choice exam, apparently. All right. <laughs> what room on the third floor is reportedly haunted? A, 311, B, 317, C, 323, and D, 359. Go. Yes, Lucy. 311? Yes, yeah, good job. Whoa. And actually, they closed up that room because everyone thought it was so haunted. Do you know so the story? So it actually isn't a room anymore. Whoa. What Do you know the story? What is it? Is it the wall? It's gone. Do you know the story behind it, Abby? Oh. According to the Central High School Wikipedia page, oh. room 311 was really haunted. So after like all the speculation about it, and I don't know like who haunted it, but they said they would like see like weird, they like hear weird sounds or just see like a weird occurrences would happen in that room. So then what happened was they ended up sealing it up, and it's like a closet or there's just like a wall there in the room they like it's like a storage room now. Mm. That is kind of scary. <laughs> all right. This should be an easy one. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> what is Central's address? A, 423 West Central Street. B, 443 West Central Street. C, 423 East Central Street. And D, 443 East Central Street. 423 East Central Street. Good job, yeah. Lucy. How do you know that? Lucy and Axel are tied, and Haley oh, has mad. zero. <laughs> Come on, Haley, step it up. <laughs> I pay to lose. Oh, All right. Okay. The next question is, how many students were in Central's first graduating class? A, 2, B, 7, C, 11, or D, 9? 19. 19, sorry. <laughs> oh, Axel. Oh, 2. Yes. Wow, good job, <laughs> Axel. Is there a story behind that? 
I don't know why there would be a story behind that. Um, the only story is that they, before the school, like when the school was made, um, it was like not very popular at the time, and not very many people went to school back then. So only two people wear it. How often do you read the Wikipedia yeah, page? I know. All right. Okay. This one. This one might be a little tricky. When? What year was the current auditorium built? A. 1935. B. 1940. C. 1945. And D. 1950. Yes, Lucy. 1940. Good job. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Lucy's in the lead. No, she is not. We are tied. She no. Read the oh wait, page. no. You. You're right. You're tied. Actually. Okay. Yeah, you guys are tied. <laughs> Axel has three. Lucy has three. And Haley has zero. <laughs> All right, Haley. Oh no. Let's do it. Okay. So, although nicknamed the Pit. The gym is actually called the Jim Ball Auto Gymnasium. Sorry, Jim Ball was a successful Central student who went on to become <laughs> a blank. I thought you meant like Jim, like J Y M Ball. Jim Ball Jim. So these are the options. <laughs> okay, the options are: he went on to become a governor of Missouri, b a famous architect. C, a basketball coach, or D, a successful artist? Yes, Axel. Basketball coach? Yes! Mm. <laughs> he actually ended up teaching and being a basketball coach at Central for over 30 years, and he is the... He is in the Missouri Hall of Fame. I guess, Hall of Fame. I guess his last name is pretty <laughs> fitting. Jim Ball. Jim Ball. All right. What notable feature was removed from the grounds of Central High School in 1916? A, a bell tower. B, a large sundial. C, a small monument to those who died in the Civil War. And D, a 200-year-old oak tree. I'm mad. <laughs> yes, yes Lucy. Lucy. Bell tower? Yes! Mm. Good job! <laughs> Lucy, you've gotten all of these on, like, your first guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have you buzzed in at all? No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna let Haley. You know what? We're just gonna let Haley try. Just let me try to answer. Try, try to answer the next one. All right. We got it. We gotta give her a little bit of help. And this one is a piece that which I feel like you could actually know this answer. It's was a big deal like two years ago. Yeah. No. No. I'm sure you know yeah, this okay. one. Yeah. Okay. You know. You should buzz you the should buzzer buzz so we can buzz hear buzz what it buzz. sounds like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. In 2017, what magazine named Central as the most beautiful public high school in Missouri? A, Education Digest, B, Architecture Digest, C, Education Weekly, or D, Architecture Weekly? Go ahead. Number 10, who was the president during the year that Central was dedicated? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like built? Like 1893. When oh. it was dedicated? Okay, yeah. so what year was it? What, who was the president in 1983? 1893. Or 1893. How, why are you, what? How do you know? Why are you I counting? Know all the presidents. I know all the presidents. I don't know. Who was the president <laughs> during that year? A, 
Chester A. Oh, wait. If you know it, then I'm not going to say the. You know it? I'm not going to no, say it. No, I don't know oh, it. No, 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 no. Say the name. Say the name. Oh, okay. A. Chester A. Arthur. B. William McKinley. C. Benjamin Harrison. You are an IB history, Axel. Stop. I'm bad. C. Benjamin Harrison. D. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Yes! Good job! So the score is that Axel and Lucy are tied, and Haley has won. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number 11. What year was Harrison Stadium built? A, 1926, B, 1931, C, 1936, or D, 1939? Yes, Lucy. 1936? Yes, how do you know all of these? What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so mad. Did you actually so look mad. at my computer before <laughs> we started? No. Did you I'm so mad at you. No. I'm really sad about my knowledge. Like <laughs> all right. This is the second to last one. Oh my, Lucy, stop. <laughs> In the year 2017, what was the enrollment number for Central? A, 1,714. B, 1,747. C, 1,786. And D, 1,801. Yes. 1,780. What, 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 1, C. Yes! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's make... Before... Oh, wait. No, this is your question. Sorry. Okay, this is the last question, and we're going to make it five points yes. so that anyone could win. I'm wait, so can mad. anyone win? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think she can win. Wait, we'll make it worth ten points. Okay, it's worth that ten points. It's worth that ten points. Okay. Ten points so that anyone can win. Yeah. So before 1956... What was Central High School's official name? Springfield High School? No. No. But <laughs> we'll say the options first and you'll get another chance. Whoever whoever answers, okay. whoever clicks the button. I thought first. there was a thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> remember that one. Okay, A. Central Oh, sorry. <laughs> a. Senior High School. B. Central High School. C. Springfield High School. Or D. Springfield School for Upper Education. Yes, Axel. D. No. No. Yes, Haley. Oh, yes. No. What? Wait. Hold on. Is it actually A? Yeah, it's actually A. So did Haley just? I'm so mad at you. All right. So Haley won after. Well. Okay. Okay. So Haley got two correct, but the last one was worth ten points. And um, Lucy actually had the most, so okay. Lucy, you do get second place. <laughs> and then Axel. How am I in last? I want to know. How did I win? I want to know. All right. Well, we'll find a prize for you. What, wait. What would you? What yeah, would you like? What would you like from food? Wise? From food wise. Yeah. yeah what's sure. your favorite? What's your favorite candy? Mike and I. Mike and Ike's. Yeah. Haley will be winning <laughs> a box of Mike and Ike's, and um, I will give you guys Hershey's Kisses. Oh, thank you. Yay. Yay. A little bag Ooh, of Hershey's Kisses. We love Kisses. that. Yep. Mike All right. Bad, but. Well, did you guys like the game show? Was it fun? Yeah. I had a blast. Yeah. Okay, great. Did you like skipping class to answer yeah. some yes. trivia yeah. questions? Yeah. Wonderful. Did you learn anything about Central? Yes. Yeah. 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 I learned that at game show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's your what's your favorite fact that you learned? Dead silence. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't tell you. I remember any of the questions. 
Um, I liked Joan oh, Ball the, the best. Room. Oh, the haunted, haunted room. Oh, yeah. I yeah. You said the graduating room. class. Oh, yeah. the, the pumpkin room. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Axel. Oh. <laughs> the haunted room. Oh. <laughs> My favorite fact was Jim Ball. You know? What about him? Jim, just Jim Ball. <laughs> just the name. My favorite fact was his name. And he I taught like basketball. That's so interesting. Yeah. Good job. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah. That was a funny one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well. I think we're done. Thank you for coming, and have a wonderful day. I will give you your prizes during Learning Lab someday. Yes. Someday. Emphasize on some. It's like Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like the day we, like, leave. <laughs> yeah, May. Three years from now, you get your prizes. Life is, like, remind me. Remind me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Yep. And once again, this has been Axel, Haley, and Lucy. And this is Sai. And Abby. Thank you for listening to Breaking Glass Podcast. (laughs) See you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Breaking Glass Podcast. We hope to see you soon.